Welcome to No Media, the show that's flipping the script and putting the power back into players' hands. I'm Ashley Neville, and I'm joined by two incredible hosts, former NBA vet and Ohio State legend Evan Turner and Eddie Gonzalez, who have made it their mission to challenge the narrative and give players a voice. How are you guys doing? All right. Nice Friday morning. Yeah, same here, same here, just enjoying myself. (laughs) So let's dive hot uh, into a hot topic that's making headlines as of late. We know there's a shortage of media members. There's no shortage of media members going after players, as we saw in that exchange between Luka Doncic and an ESPN reporter. Now, we're not here to fuel the drama, but we're here to examine the larger issues at play. How should the media strike a balance between criticism and empathy? Evan, let's start with you. I'm sure you've had your fair share of dealings with the media in your day. No, I I think with anything... uh... I think anytime criticism kind of crosses the line of becoming personal, I think it's both sides that really have to be checked. And uh, I feel sometimes with media members, they attack you so quickly. Or, or sometimes they believe in, in their assumptions and what you think. And I think sometimes they forget how they, you know, go about it classy. And, uh, you know, obviously with Luca, you know, there's moments where you get fed up and you check it. And I think that's where you really start uh, tapering uh, the boundaries of what's acceptable and what's not. It's interesting in the NBA where media members literally control who makes all NBA, which controls who gets a super max, which controls who gets the most money to have these grudges like this and have players feel like they have these grudges. It's a messy business. That's why you have people like Zach Lowe saying, hey, I'm off it. I don't want the votes no more. I don't want anything. It's tough. And they got to deal with these guys every single day in their underwear in the locker room after they play sports. So uh, it's a messy business. I get why Luca would stand up and speak out about it, uh, but it, 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 I don't know how we change it. And I know it's frustrating for those guys. How do you feel the media should go about reporting certain facts then? So, like, obviously the media's job is to report um, different things that maybe would rub the players the wrong way. How do they strike a balance in giving, you know, people what they want to hear? Man, I, it, it's... You, like we always say, man, Bob Knight always says media is one step away from prostitution. So, you know, <laughs> if everybody's writing the same old stuff, it's like we watch reality TV shows. The people that aren't dramatic are going to get kicked off. And, you know, when you look at the trade deadline and what's going on with the NBA now, it's, it's, it's one of the big dramas that we like to follow. It's almost like all my children type sets. Like every other day is something crazy. It's something out of whack and out of nowhere, ordinary. And I think that's just a, uh, kind of what's become a part of uh, the NBA identity along with all the other great things that has to offer. Yeah, we live in a world where a tweet is news. LeBron tweets an emoji, and people got to go on TV the next morning and talk about it for 20 minutes. So it's I, I think we've done away with uh, it's figuring a, a high bar of what's worth reporting. We're reporting everything now. We're reporting when guys make funny looks on – on the bench, we're reporting all that. And you've been in games like, yo, in the middle of this game, I might not like this guy. Like, <laughs> he didn't pass me the ball at this time. We didn't do whatever. And now we're reporting all that and we're on all of it because we have so much TV time to fill. Uh, as a fan, I watch and go, yo, I just kind of care about the basketball. And then we hear about this all day. And I, I don't know that we're going to reverse course anytime soon. Yeah, there was a media clip of uh, the, the media wanted to say that Bradley Beal was body language was off and because he wasn't getting, you know, touches with the ball. And then you see him put up, 
you know, crazy numbers in that game. So I definitely can see how the media does like to manipulate things. They like to, to stir up drama. Um, and there are some media members, though, who believe that they're doing good in this world by reporting so-called facts. Um, but there are other members like Skip Bayless who have become synonymous with making outlandish takes, often prioritizing sensationalism over substance in the pursuit of ratings and headlines. Um, he said something crazy about Johnny Manziel at one point becoming, you know, the biggest name in the city of Cleveland. He couldn't have actually meant that, right? Nine National Football League teams that needed a quarterback last night passed on Johnny Manziel, starting with the Houston Texans, who will forever regret passing on Johnny Manziel. And in a minute, I will go right down the list of teams that will forever regret passing on Johnny Manziel, who pretty soon will change football life in Cleveland, Ohio. One day, I am predicting, Johnny Manziel will become even bigger in the city of Cleveland than his buddy and business partner, LeBron James, ever was in the city of Cleveland. So we can technically say that, metaphorically speaking, that is the Hall of Fame of bad takes, right? No, absolutely. I mean, it's different, though. You know, Johnny Manziel's from Texas. You know, Skip is a big Texas guy. Football in Texas is like light. So I don't think he thought he was too far off. Had Johnny hit the field for more than 14 minutes, he might have been might have been that good. But we never, we, we couldn't get him out the streets. Skip forgot the important part. Johnny Manziel was on the Cleveland Browns, and there's only so much the Cleveland Browns can do for anybody. If, look at this year. The best Cleveland Browns year of my lifetime was led by a month of Joe Flacco and led to getting blown out in the opening round of the playoffs. So I think that's the part Skip forgot in his LeBron rage that Johnny still had to play for the Cleveland Browns. Can't win over there. Why do you guys feel that the media always has to make comparisons and can't just enjoy the player for who he is? Uh, I think, I mean, at times maybe we could be guilty of all of this because we love to compare, but uh, where, do, where do we draw the line? I, I don't know if it's so much just like uh, draw the line, but you got to give it away. It's the same way, way why analytics popped up. So people outside the game should have an idea of what, they're, what the hell they're looking at. You know what I mean? So you're sitting here and it's like, a lot of these dudes got a lacrosse background and then they're being told to talk football. So they're like, yo, I think, I think Pat Mahone plays like, you know what I mean? Craig Krenzel. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like something off the wall and they're going to find crazy ways. And nowadays, nobody's going to jail for doing bad takes. We should do that. We should power rank the writers and we should, we, yeah. we should, we should have a beat yeah. for them and follow them and report everything they do. It's funny. Some of these guys get on their high horse. And then what happens if we look at your skeletons? What happens if we look at what you've done behind the scenes? All we know is what you write in your byline. It's a, it's, it's tough to do. Like I, I've done the job. I don't envy the guys who do the job every day. But I just think sometimes you got to make sure your house isn't all the way glass as well. Yeah. And then what about using one player to tear another player down? How do we steer away from that? Because it, it's getting a little bit ridiculous at times because you don't need to tear someone down in order to build another guy up. I mean, that's, it is what it is. I mean, comparison is going to occur in sports. You know what I mean? That's what we enjoy. If you're just hyping up one person, after you do 27 accolades, you're going to be like, well, is he better than, you know, LeBron is arguably the greatest player of all time. You're going to bring up Steph Curry. 
or bring up Kevin Durant or even bring up Michael Jordan to do like the overall, it's always going to be comparison. I don't think there's anything in regards to just tearing players down if there's uh, something in regards to factual. If a dude can't go left, then ain't tearing them down. The mother can't go left. <laughs> like, you understand what I'm saying? And I, I think that's it. I think uh, as long as you keep it, you know, the, the disposition open and kind of honest, that's smooth. Now, speaking of crossing the lines in the media world, let's pivot to an incident that takes the term coverage a bit too literally. We've all heard of getting the inside scoop, but one media outlet took it a step too far when it came to filming a player in the locker room, a place where coverage should strictly refer to sports analysis, not, well, anything else. It seems like someone confused the term naked truth with naked athlete. Trying to find ways to get more possession. They, they play like a high school, college, like Arkansas back in the 90s. That's how they play. Where everything's fast, they pressing you, they don't care if you score, they're going to get out quick and score. They're going to send five to the glass. They're going to gamble and try to get steals in the backcourt. So uh, I, think, I just think. I like how everybody's oblivious, like that it's just normal. <laughs> Anytime you undress in a public place with no towel first, you're expecting moments like that, bro. Yeah, he was smart about how he did it. He tried to keep as concealed as he could. Hey, I don't know how y'all do that. Locker room of 15 guys, eight coaches, the whole nine, and then then you bring in 30 media members and I'm supposed to just derobe. I don't know how y'all do it. I had to go Man. to the next room or something. It's like, but y'all are so used to it. You do it every yeah. night. It just is what it, it is. is. Mind your business, man. That's the number one thing is just mind your business. As long as everybody <laughs> minds their business, it'll be perfectly fine. Guys go live in football locker rooms after every game. They're winning. They're smoking cigars. They're playing music. And it's a dude in the back. And it's just a lineman's like. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think media availability in the locker room uh is weird does it need to be updated like what's the story behind all that now, the only thing that's weird is like say your locker's next to like damian lillard so you might have like 38 media members all around <laughs> your locker and then so like people are getting into your locker and it's almost like my jeans you stayed on my like thousand dollar kicks for like 10 minutes you gonna give me four questions. <laughs> Don't come around. Like, that's the only thing awkward. Like, no, nah, bro, somebody got something to ask me. You know what I'm saying? Other than that. It's the Blake Griffin stand-up joke where he's like, yo, I just worked out for three hours and now you're asking me, like, you're giving me a tribute, <laughs> like, quiz. Um, I think it's a necessary evil. I know a lot of teams do podiums and they do scrums and media availability, but, hey, look, they got to get those stories. They got to go in there and ask Evan Turner what it was like out there guarding such and such. I do kind of love the part like uh, Arch Manning, right, from Texas, does never has not played it down all year. And like you said, they're all interviewing him. And then our starting quarterback's over here just wondering what's going on. The image of Dame getting the whole scrum while Evan sits there tying his shoes up is hilarious stuff. But no, it's, it's crazy. It's like, look how my life ended up, man. I thought I was going to be 1A and I'm 2. I'm fighting 5C. And Dame has two lockers, right? He's a megastar, he's two lockers, and they're still stepping on your $1,000 shoes. They're on the spot. So it's time for our next segment, Troll Takes. Evan and Eddie, we're going to give you guys the floor, let you guys give your best troll take on the media that you want to get off your chest. I'm sick of logging on, turning the game on, whatever, and seeing Taylor Swift. I get it. 
She's Taylor Swift. She's the biggest pop star in the world. She's dating Travis Kelsey. She has a nice jacket from the 49ers running back's wife. But I'm sick of seeing it. We don't need to see her every time he jogs up the field. We don't need to see her every time Buddy gets tackled. I'm on social media and they're trying to figure out if she can fly from Japan to Las Vegas in time for the game. I get it. More eyes. Brings in revenue. Brings in a different audience. I hear all the talk. Taylor Swift does not catch the ball, run with the ball, throw the ball, tackle people, nothing. I'm over it. Let's If we're going to do that, let's see some other people's girlfriends. Because I know there's some great girlfriends on the Chiefs, on the Niners. Like, spread the wealth. Let's see more people. I'm over the Taylor Swift shots every time Travis Kelsey breathes. Please stop. Please. Damn, I might have to second that. I think after <laughs> after you went on that little soliloquy, I think I'm going to have to agree with that. Other than that, man, I don't. I don't have any trolls more so than like shout out to Kelly. And I like the like the kept the skills hoodies as I I'm not gonna knock it. Those are raw. <laughs> or, uh, what's it just what's the kids? The, the the individual's name uh just Jasich. His wife made the Taylor Swift, the Kelsey the jacket. You check, you check. Yeah, yeah, you check. My fault. I don't know. Juice. I don't know. The only thing that bothered me sometimes, I think she got like the and then that was dope. She got a licensing thing from the NFL. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, athletes that have their own brands that don't get nearly as much support from, you know what I mean, their own, you know, situation. Clearly, Kim K is like a star. But I guess that was the only thing if I really tripped on. I was like, how we got skims that we got by like 80 other players with underwear lines and brains and stuff like that. But learned that life is good. Would you would you have done the naked skims? Shoot like like Shay did if they came to Evan Turner, prime Evan Turner, and say, Hey, we rock. Yeah, I would have done it for free. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. I'm like, man, when did they start doing this? I thought I thought the whole campaign was lit too. I thought they chose the right people too. And Shay, every commercial break, I'm yeah, looking at Shay Gilders Alexander in his underwear telling me to wear him. Uh, got the Canada Goose joint too. Hey, dude, got a good pack. <laughs> that is big time. That's big time, bro. I, I respect it. I, I'm a big, I mean, I don't want to say I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift, but this is what people want. And when you look at it from a money standpoint, the NFL, I think, brought in $300 million just by having her present at those games. And if you just think about all the, the fans, like new fans are going to want to watch. And I get that it's, it's like, you know, so that a lot of guys were saying, this is an excuse for me to get away from my girlfriend for the day and be able to go and watch with the boys. But now you have the opportunity for even more viewers. So like from a money standpoint, a social media standpoint, when you look at all the comments and the views, like it's, it's, it's a killing. So, I mean, I see it, I see it differently. He's going, going to Travis is going to get another, like another commercial. Is, like, is my man, uh, Kadarius Tony on this extra bread? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's even or I want Taylor to lock all the way in on the wag life. Like she needs to do a reality show. She needs to be in there getting messy with Pat's wife. Like I need to like, see the whole spectrum if she's gonna do that. Like I need her on the inst- I need her on shade room cussing people out. Like I need the entire wag uh situation if she's gonna be here every day and I have no choice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna start bringing new audiences to to the stage. And like, we're also going to probably see a lot more, you know, country stars or, mu- or music. I mean, we, we, they, people want to see that. It's entertaining. It's, it's not just, you know, 
it's definitely, the players, as we see, it's also what else is going on definitely, behind it. I mean, it's all it's about entertainment at the end of the day. It's definitely, yeah, I guess, man. But I'm still trying to see Pat Mahomes like perform for it's my definitely, it's team. Definitely. Like, <laughs> I don't give a damn what Taylor. Like, it's going to make me matter. Because I feel like <laughs> he ain't really... He struggled when she started coming around. So, like... <laughs> In my personal opinion, I'm like, bro, we worry about his career. We worried about, you know, what Taylor's doing. But shout out, shout out to Taylor Swift. I need an in-depth sit down. I need her sitting down, breaking down the game. Like, it, I want that. That's the type of Taylor Swift coverage I want if if she's going to be here. Like, give me his route tree. Let me hear what you think about it. So you guys do feel that it's over, that it's overkill in a sense. Yeah, that's a, you. How can you not feel it's an overkill? It's definitely not. Like that's a terrible question. I like I it. Like I think like it's part of society now because after people screaming about like how oh, much has been obsessive, we just still keep seeing it. So like, I, I I'm just waiting for her greatest her greatest moments highlights after the season. So like how they do like. Super Bowl edits of like Pat Mahomes or, or or Travis Kelsey. I can't wait for her three minute highlight video to come out of her swag surfing, showing off her jacket, sharing, hugging. You Yo, know what I mean? A sweet life highlight reel is insane. Like it's definitely, it's definitely going to be. I want to see it then. I need the TikTok. Um, so speaking of troll takes, some random person on FS1, I believe Jason McIntyre. If anyone knows who that is. Um, take shots at Cam Newton and completely disrespects his game. Not, not only that, but he also disrespects him as a person. It's like Oprah. She used to give away cars. Now every former player gets a podcast. Tom Brady, you got a podcast. Chad Johnson, you got one. And now Cam Newton has a podcast. And Cam Newton, of course, was a tremendous player. Every, anytime I kind of beat somebody up, I like to hit him with the positives first. You guys remember Cam Newton, right? I mean, what a tremendous talent he was at Auburn, uh, leading them to the national championship, wins the Heisman, number one pick, goes to Carolina. Listen, Cam Newton won an MVP. He went to the Super Bowl. He was an awesome quarterback. But now he's 34 years old and out of the league. He's watching a lot of older guys play quarterback, and I think he's a little bit salty. So what Cam Newton did this week was he went after some quarterbacks. He went after Jared Goff, Tua Tungavailoa, and then MVP favorites, Brock Purdy and, wait for it, Dak Prescott. First of all, I don't know why he's dressed like a conductor from Thomas the Train. Anybody with kids out there knows who I'm talking about. I'm going to whisper something to you right now. I don't want to alarm anyone. I'm going to say it in a whisper, but Cam Newton, you had a worse career than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has had a better NFL career than Cam Newton. Are situations like this the reason why players get their own podcast? It's situations like this where you just tell people to shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's OD. That's one thing that occurs that I think media members struggle with the new media situation. It's just like, bro, it's not like you are hopping out trying to open up a podcast or a show on, like, doing, like, surgery or, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> talking taxes. They're talking about something like Cam Newton ran many huddles, many locker rooms. Literally studied the game for years and years and played at a high level. Not only did he win a Heisman, he also won the league MVP and took Ted Ginn to a Super Bowl. Like, like you know what I'm saying? So when we sit there, it's like I, I think we need to 
stop the, you know, I guess the discrimination on athletes talking about the things they did their whole life. Like, do, do we get upset when a teacher becomes a principal or goes and be a, like a <laughs> superintendent? Like, no. So at the end of the day, like, what else are we going to do? If your dumbass is on TV talking sports, I'm going to be on 100 TVs talking sports. I like how it's a shot at fashion, too. Like, Jason McIntyre is just putting that on every day. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> Quarterbacking is such a funny position because, look, there's only 30 guys who are doing it at any given time. And really only like seven that are doing it really good. It's one of them positions where we don't see quarterbacks beefing because they're all just as stressed out as each other and they know what it is. So to go up there and say, hey, uh, you don't know about quarterbacking, former MVP and Heisman Trophy winner Cam Newton, is a little insane. I'm not saying players can be wrong, but that did feel personal. And you make it about his outfits and you make it like, oh, he got this silly little podcast. Jason McIntyre is a silly little podcast. Like, why, why are, we, why are we doing that? I'm not saying he can't be right about quarterbacks, but I do got to say, like, what Cam was saying was true. And then everybody keeps going back to Brock Purdy, like, oh, is he a game manager? He played, like, a game changer the other day. Three biggest plays of the game were him using his feet, scrambling, making plays happen. Look, you, 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 if you don't like the delivery, that's fine. But Cam was right when he said, don't minimize me knowing I played the game and all this stuff just because you have a mic, I have a mic too. We're all in the same boat. Evan, what do you think Jason McIntyre averaged in, in high school? Maybe college? <laughs> Not sure if he played at all, but uh, maybe a water boy? He, he probably carried like four water bottles per head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could, uh, I'm pretty sure he could probably guess the yardage. You know what I mean? He'd be like, man, I think technically we might have like 87 yards. But I don't think he ever played sports. And shout out to Jason McIntyre. I just, I just think, uh, you know, sometimes you get lost in the sauce, man. He's not the only person being off the wall doing it. And he's not the only. And at the end of the day, the one person doing it is Skip Bayless. What's he doing? Running it up for like $25 million per year. So if I was Jason McIntyre, I'd be like, man, mind y'all business and let me cook. You know what's crazy? What's crazy about a lot of these media, these media members is a lot of times they, I don't even think they truly mean what they say. They just say it to get a rise out of athletes and they just say it for the views and the ratings because I had the opportunity to, to actually sit with Skip Bayless after one of his shows a while back and he is completely different on camera than he is off. It's almost like he puts on an act. So, so yeah, so he's like stripping, bro. That's bro. That's not, that's not wavy. Like, we can get on camera. You can let me, like, yo, just say this. I'm going to give you $8 million. So, like, I guess I can say it, but, like, from a moral compass, why would I say any of that? Why would I want to disrupt this man's life? Why do I want to have this kids, this man's kids go to school being harassed by other kids? It's all because of my <laughs> thoughts, and I have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. But the woman I'm with, she says, I got to bring in the bread, so I'm just going to legit bop and thot myself out for a paycheck. And then duck and dodge into press charges that these dudes rightfully want to whoop my ass for disrespecting them because they're my superior. As someone who's worked on TV before, I don't know if these guys are watching all these games. I don't believe it. I've been in some studios and watched guys not paying attention to games at all and then get on camera and say, here's what happened in the game. So, yeah, a lot of times it's you pick side A, you pick side B, you guys go at it. And we're losing integrity with that because we want to see people argue and we want short clips for social media to be shared. Nasty business. Nasty business.
And for those who weren't able to see the Cam Newton clip where he pulls out the receipts um, to defend himself and prove that the media does bend statistics just a little bit to fit their narrative. Cam Newton, you had a worse career than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has had a better NFL career than Cam Newton. And we got a great staff here at the Herd. They were able to pull up some stats. Let's just so take a glance. press pause right we? there. What this stat doesn't say, I was a dual threat quarterback. This is a very subjective statistic. Add in pass attempts. Add in rushing yards. Rushing touchdowns. Add in rushing touchdowns. Because who's number one as a quarterback? See, see, this is where they try to manipulate the narrative. And instead of speaking about what I said as a analysis or from the analytical approach, they try to poke at the person. I love how Atlanta he is. He get the enunciating like T.I. Like that's some Atlanta for sure. <laughs> and I no. love how he just had to pull out the cigar, almost like sipping his tea, minding his business. <laughs> now, I, I love, I'd equate it to that one time uh, when people are wondering if a duo of LeBron James and AD could win a championship. Back in 2020, I was sitting there like, man, you know what? Like, could they? And it's like, bro, at the time, it's two of the top five players in the world. And when you break it down, it's like, bro, I let a bunch of people that don't know to roll my mind into thinking they didn't even have a chance. And like in this situation nowadays, it's like, how do we forget? How are we having a conversation about if Dak Prescott, a guy, and shout out to Dak, I love that. He's going to be great, classy guy. A guy who has yet to step up over the league MVP and Heisman. Like, do you understand? Like, Heisman, you're forever illuminated. That's just it. Like, Sam Bradford got 80 starting jobs, and he sucked because he was a Heisman. Okay? <laughs> Cam Noonan went in, and this is compared knocking other people down. It was a league MVP on top of a Heisman, on top of everything he did there, and literally carried a whole team. Like, we're literally just chatting that like there's no there's no comparison no debate like that Prescott has to win a NFL MVP before we even do any type of comparisons I think Cam can sit on the mountain and make those statements the same way Tom can and it's, and it's a it's a gift more so than like a negative thing that's the funny part too Evan now we're in this place where we're tearing down Dak because that's yeah. the whole argument is Dak versus Cam I would have never compared Dak versus Cam I wouldn't have cared but now I'm having to say Cam was great and in turn having to say, look, Dak wasn't as great because that's the the trap we fall into with this. But I'm with you. Look, Cam is one of the most decorated football players of all time. Like quite literally one of those exactly. decorated football. It was one of the greatest college careers, exactly. college seasons of all time. He had an MVP season in the NFL. That doesn't just happen. It's not a flash in the pan to be a great quarterback for 10 years. That is, that, that's not normal. So Evan, here, here's what we're going to do for, for next episode. We're going to have them, uh, all these reporters, send their sports resume over to Evan at playerstv.com so that we can play it on the next episode. How do you feel about that? Man, I, I'm not going to, I already know, I'm not going to read it. I already know what they do. You know what I mean? They name qualified. I'm just joking. So speaking of bum takes, we have our bum takes of the week. So we're going to be starting with uh, Stephen A. Smith, 
And uh, he said that Kyrie Irving should retire because he needed to take personal time to focus on societal issues to make meaningful change. You would think a guy like Stephen A. Smith would understand and have Kyrie's back, but instead chooses to defame his character. Watch this clip. Do you think that Kyrie is worth all of this drama? No, he's not. He's not worth it at all. A matter of fact, um, let me say this straight up and down. I think Kyrie Irving should retire. I think he should announce his retirement today. Clearly, you don't want to play basketball bad enough. Now, you might still want to get the $33.4 million, obviously uh, devoid of uh, some of the docked pay you'll receive because uh, you've, you haven't complied with uh, safety protocol measures. And as a result, the league is going to determine when you come back instead of yourself uh, or taking personal leave and obviously forfeiting game checks or whatever the case may be. But still in all, at the end of the day, you know what? You're still going to get, you know, in excess of $20 million at the very least, even though you're on the books of $33.4 million this year. Kyrie Irving has not prioritized basketball. Here's the problem that I have. He acts like he can't chew gum and, and, and walk at the same time. You can do that after you fulfill your duties or in the midst of fulfilling your duties. Just because you want to do all of those other things does not mean that you can't show up to work. So guess what? This is what Kyrie Irving is saying. Basketball is not a priority to me. Nobody, Karis LeVert, Kevin Durant, Allen, Joe Harris, Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni, and the rest of the coaching staff, Sean Marks, none of them deserve this. The owner, Josiah, he doesn't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Kyrie Irving, until you want to play, you should retire, forfeit every penny you make, retire, and go do what you want to do. In regards to these issues that are clearly most important to you until you are ready to play. Damn. He, he went off. You know, it sounded a little too personal to me. I mean, I don't know when that was uh, recorded during that time or like when it was put out. I mean, it is what it is. It's a personal opinion. I think. I think sometimes you harp so much on uh, personal choices and. I remember around that time it was harping on the the whole narrative around Kyrie is the harping like what the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And um, you know, obviously I don't think unless you're around him, you don't really know the whole story of what's he really driving into. If you had a bad game, it's off because this sounded third. It doesn't always have to do with off court, you know, uh, you know, extracurricular activities. It could just be like that was his vibe, that was his move. Yeah, all couple months. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to show actually one more clip because we're going to vote on the bum take of the week. Uh, so Chris, Mad Dog Russo puts John Morant over Iverson. Let's let's take a look at this clip. I, Russo, do you agree with him that Ja could be the next Allen Iverson? He's better than Allen Iverson. I mean, because he makes a lot of people around him better. I mean, Iverson was a wonderful <laughs> competitor and he was a, you know, he's a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but he's not a transcendent star. He's not a guy that is going to make a cast what? of characters around him on this level. Morant can do that. Iverson was a poor shooter, and he was a bad three-point shooter, and he was not great if you look at his shooting percentages in the huge game. Now, listen, he's a Hall of Famer. Nobody's arguing that. He led yeah. the league in scoring the whole nine yards. Morant has got that special quality. Damn. What are your thoughts between the two? <laughs> I, I like that he made this about three-point shooting. Like, Ja is just Steph. I don't want to tear down Ja. I love Ja Morant. Like, my running joke this year was he was the MVP. Look at them when he played on his team and look at them afterwards. But, like, what is this? Iverson, like, I don't know. We, we're we so far removed from Allen Iverson that we're focusing too much on shooting percentage 
and we don't remember what the games looked like when he was doing that, when it was just yeah. him and Eric Snow and Aaron McKee and Dikembe Mutombo, and he's like, you're the only guy on this team that can dribble and shoot, so you have to do it all. I don't know. Let's just leave AI alone. Like, let's just respect the legend and let him be. Let's not do this. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not with that take either. It's too soon anyway. Well, Iverson won an all-league MVP. So you do that, no conversation. He, that many scoring titles, the MVP, you go to the finals. You're Anybody that goes to war with Kobe, like, you're good. You're good with me. Like, you had Kobe's yeah. respect. I don't know that you need Mad Dog Russo's respect that bad. It's it's fine. A- AI yeah. is, he's yeah, all good. 5'11", yeah, 170 at that. I've never seen a basketball player not appreciate Allen Iverson. So I'm going to just, I'm going to take yeah. their side on this and not Mad Dog's. Does the media tend to look at the next person too quickly and have a short-term memory? I mean, I think so. But at the same time, I mean, unless it's a real superstar, think about how like much Brian or Katie or Steph have bogged the airway. So, I mean, there's always space to go see what's next. And obviously, I, I've never been in the media, but you know, people want to break. They want to break the next big star, the next big thing, and you know, kind of be the first one there. And uh, you know, I think sometimes that's where the you know the comparisons come in, and sometimes the miss you know a- accuracy of uh, of those comparisons occurring, and that's where people start having all these crazy debates. We, we've all been there, right? We've all had the player we like, and then we're right on that person, and so you just double down, like. Yo, I told you Luka Doncic back in 2016. And so now that you're the right guy, you're going to run with that forever. And and we see that. We see that on big platforms now. And it's like anything to tout yourself. At that point, it's not even about the players. It's about, look, look at me. I had a right one. I was right this one time. But but, but then you get mad when we point out the time you were very wrong. The multiple times you were very wrong over and over and over. So, I mean, I think it's only natural. I think we all do it like we do it with all sports. I've never been more wrong about a player than like Jalen Hurts, and I've never been more right than a player like like Peyton Manning. So it's like they're all trophies for me now, but uh, we see that on TV all the time now, and maybe that's what Mad Dog's deal was with Iris. He just he hated him back then. He hates him now. This is old Boston media, and AI was not kind to the Eastern Conference and to the Celtics. I do want to jump back a little bit to Stephen A. Smith. I don't know who he thinks he is, defaming players' characters. I mean, we're not over here talking about his money and trying to, you know, point the finger at him, but he seems to to always be on the attack. Um, how do we get a guy like that to to stop? <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I watched Stephen A. since I was a kid. So, you know, I think Stephen A. is kind of synonymous with sports media controversy, you know, and controversy in that instance. What would we be if he did stop? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as much as we can't stand, you know, some of the tastes of Stephen A. Smith's past or even a Skip Bayless's, it's like, shoot, what would we be without those two? I think uh, it's the fake knockoffs that get even more annoying. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, come up with your own style, your own steeds. And uh, I think uh, I, I don't worry so much about the Stephen A. Smiths more so than Junior. All right, so I need your guys' vote for bum take of the week. Is it Stephen A. Smith or Chris Mad Dog Russo? Mad Dog. Like, leave AI out of everything, man. Yeah. Let, let, let Bubba Chuck be Bubba Chuck. Now, Mad Dog for me, too, as well. Like, I think that occurs well. And I, I it's just a terrible take. Terrible take. MVP, 
horrible to it. It's not against John Morant either. Love Ja. Ja might end up better than AI. But like, why are we talking about that anyway? Because yeah. they got praise. I'm going to go with what Stephen A said. That, that's my vote. I think it's ridiculous that someone could come up on here and tell someone to retire <laughs> when he doesn't even care to know what's going on in someone's personal life. I mean, we don't sit there and tell Stephen A. Smith to retire, even though <laughs> I feel like at times, like, he, he's, he's straight up defaming people's character. I feel like so many athletes could actually, like, take action if they wanted to. It, 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 he takes it to another level, right? And then you'll see him on the next, the next week will be like, Kyrie Irving's playing out of his mind and the Nets were, you know, they, they didn't, they should have paid him and they shouldn't have let him walk or, or whatever. I feel like a guy like Stephen A, like he, he can't make up his mind. It's always something different each week. And you see, just, he goes and flip flops. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very pro athletes using their PTO. Evan, how many times in your career did you get the, the back spasms to call in sick? Is, is it? I'm going to be honest with you, G. Had I been what I thought I was going to be, it probably would have happened more. If I called in sick, <laughs> I was one of the starters where it's like, man, we like him a lot, so he'll start. But had I missed one game, my, my miss was cut. So I was I was like Stephen A. I was, I was, I was showing up to work. Like, <laughs> I wanted to get up and be like, hey, I got personal problems. Like, bro, you're not good enough to have personal problems. <laughs> First guy in, last guy out, Evan Turner. I love that. <laughs> So the bum take of the week goes to Taruso. We're going to have to send him some sort of a plaque. Fire take of the week is presented by the all-new Ford F-150. Head to your local Ford dealer to learn why tough this smart can only be called F-150. Built Ford tough, built Ford proud. Not all media members are bad, but we had uh, Bill Burgo on there and roast Colin Cowherd on Baker Mayfield uh, interaction. I'm going to show you guys the clip right here, and I want to hear your thoughts. You know something? Once I saw the whole Baker Mayfield thing, like oh, I, once, once you get your opinion, you're like crazy with it. You just what won't do you mean? back down. You had a pro athlete sitting here, right here. Yeah, got and you, right and in you his still, kitchen. You're gym class Jerry over here <laughs> arguing with the guy like you got drafted too. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I see this play right here. Now watch this Baker, and you throw a touchdown. And instead of now, I don't like this. I'm gonna tell you right now. How come you're not what? Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. You want me to be a soft, uh, you know, you know, one of those Twitter tough guys. When guys come and sit on the couch, I go right after them. Don't you respect me for that? No, I don't. <laughs> your big dumb desk hiding behind <laughs> your microphone. <laughs> no, I don't. Respect him for that? think he's got respect for that, Evan. What do you think? No, nah, definitely not. I, I'm just saying, if you can't do it, then you just, like, you just, that's like me complaining on somebody saying it. It's like, bro, if you, just, if you can't do it, like, just, like, govern yourself. So, I thought the whole thing of, uh, I mean, it's, the space of the comfortability of even attacking an athlete like that has gotten far overblown. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just Colin Cowher who has a big show or been on TV for 20 years. You might sit down and get Get harassed by a, a, a inspiring beat writer. You know what I'm saying? Who's really trying to try out this new thing of finding his voice and you know sparring with athletes and thinking that's what sports media is. It's like, bro, stop playing with people's time. Like, we're sitting right here. Like, appreciate we're in there, but like, you have you just really have to govern yourself and know what you don't know. And if you never played sports fast high school, you don't know. And as simple as that.
This is what I don't like. You probably don't like it because you don't understand it. You wonder why you don't understand it? Because you weren't behind the scenes. If I wrote you a whole paragraph, I might not have every sentence there because I didn't go to journalism school or all the English classes because I was busy, busy working on my craft. You know what I mean? To be inside the 1%. It's 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 one of those things where Colin knows it's a lose-lose for the player. Baker can't get up and slap him. Then he's really the bad guy. Baker can't even really respond. All he can do is exactly what he did. Monotone, answer his question and explain it. Even then, the little bit of attitude he has, people will run with that. Baker yeah. Mayfield is a great example. We were just talking about Pat Beth. Baker's written as a certain guy. The, the Lions are doing his dance. But then we watch him at the Pro Bowl. He's doing it with Armand St. Rock yeah. as well because like people actually f with Baker in the league. Yeah. The teams like him. His, his receivers like him. He built rapport Mike Evans this year. He's like a, a leader of men, they say, right? But what that essentially means is the guys mess with you. They're, they're, we can follow you into what we do. So to, to tear him down about how he celebrated a touchdown, and like he said, he's celebrating with his guys all game. You don't know what he's saying in the huddles. You don't know if the guys are running back and he's he's clapping them up and letting them know, hey, don't worry about the drop. It's good. It's love. It's whatever. You don't know none of that. So are you a tough reporter guy because you said, hey, in his face, you should have celebrated. I guess. But then what does that win you at the end of the day? It's like you, it's like he, he couldn't fight back as it was. Like, it's 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 so weird. I hate when they do this. And what do you mean, like, tough reporter guy? Like, you understand what I'm saying? When people are like, I'm a tough, like, so what? Can you do 100 push-ups? Can you run a five-minute mile? Like, what do you demand? Like, can you come back after Sunday and play on a Thursday? Like, what's a tough, like, reporter guy? Or, like, or, or you just know that, like, this is a standard and you want every person to be a superhero, which you are not. And like, it's, like, it's, also, it's interesting, too, because a lot of these media members will act like, why don't players want to talk to me? Why won't players come on our show and do more interviews? And like, this is exactly why. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, it's just, it's just a setup. And it's, it's like, you hit, hit people with the OD Watt do. And at the same time, like as athletes, it's like, bro, I don't have time for this. Thing. That's just one thing. Like to be, to be bothered, like I like as an athlete, it's like, you know, I'd be, I would be wrong to go up to somebody, criticize them. I'd be called egotistical, narcissistic, whatever. So when after you snap or get up so like, bro, how did this cross my desk today? <laughs> like, how did you get the audacity to even speak to me in any manner or like have any type of discussion about something? I gotta emphasize that most of these people never play sports facts 15. And we're having real conversations that could ruin somebody's image, contract, and everything else in order to get it, to put it on newspaper. It's going to get thrown out by 1 p.m. the next day and then a new one reprinted at 6 a.m. You know what I mean? We're talking about a number one overall pick and a draft that included Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And it was not all that controversial. The day of. That's how great Baker was in college. So to sit there and question a celebration in college, a Heisman, another Heisman Trophy winner, by the way. Little, little silly. You're not cool because you questioned him on that in person and stood on it. Bill Burr is right. Like, yeah. what, what did you do? What did you? What do you mean respectable? Because you chewed him out over this across a desk. Like, who cares? I feel like when you hit like 30 years old and you start asking some of these people like, or you have responses like, yo, that's wrong. They have nothing else to say. 
Like if if Baker was like 23 or 24 at the time and not fresh out of college, he was like, bro, this is all garbage. Just shut down the whole show. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like, Colin, you're a 45-year-old man picking on somebody's kid. That is by the way, like booking Baker is not easy, I'm assuming. So you book him, you got the <laughs> chance to talk to him for 20 minutes. This is what you're talking about. Like, that's a failure of all the systems of that show, the producers, the hosts, everybody. Why like, are we talking about this? Maybe let's talk about being an overall pick, what, what he's gonna try to do with the Cleveland Brown. Let, let's talk about something other than the time he celebrated with the band at his college game instead of like his center who was jogging back to the to the sideline. Like that's we have to be better than this. If we're going to talk to these guys. Yeah, no, uh, I think the show might have Do we think it was Colin's choice or do we think it was a production assistant's choice to put that clip in there and to talk to him about it? That's it, another it, thing it, that I feel like people don't think about is like, is it really them, the host, or is it actually them sitting in a production meeting going over the talking points and be like, this is what we want you to say? I mean, it's the Colin Coward show. So like, yeah. end of the day, he can be like, hey, I'm not asking this right now. I've been on live TV and looked at the notes and said, no, 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 no. I'm going to ask this guy something completely different than this. <laughs> Colin Coward can get on there and talk to Baker Mayfield about whatever he wants because it's the yeah. Colin Coward show, not PA assistant three who just got out of college. <laughs> That's a good point because I have uh, worked with other companies before where I've gotten the list of questioning before and I was like, there is absolutely no way in how you are getting me to ask this question because it's going to make me look bad. It's not going to make anyone else look bad. It's going to make me look bad. But we are out of time for today. Uh, that wraps up the show of uh, this episode of No Media. I want to thank you guys so much for all tuning in. Evan and Eddie, it has been fun. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>